got massive, massive lineup. I think they cancelled. There was that Green Day Weezer Fallout Boy tour. I think that got cancelled. Oh, thank God. <laughs> Actually, I don't care much for for Fallout Boy and Green Day. Sort of near, but Green Weezer, uh, Weezer would be fun. Weezer would be cool to see. I was yeah. like Weezer, and just to see Green Day, you know, would would have been interesting. I'm not. Mm. A, I mean, Dookie was a big album in my life, but since yeah. then, I, I appreciate. Um, I appreciate. Um, you know, songs like Boulevard of Broken Dreams and that whole album. Was it American mm. Idiot? Was that the album? Uh, I think so. I, I appreciate what they do, but, um, mm. but yeah, you know, I'm good. not a massive fan, but I, I, I appreciate, I, I do think what they do is, sure. you know, relevant. Okay, cool. And good, yeah. And on yeah. that note, uh, welcome yeah. to the Super Fun Awesome yeah. Happy Time Pedal Show podcast. My name is Gabor. Welcome along. Hey, I'm Alex and hope you're doing marvelously well. Yes. Oh, that's, yes. That sounds like uh, Warren Hewitt. Oh, I hope you're doing marvelously well. Welcome to the hey, show. Um, yeah, I hope you don't have the coronavirus because that's what yes, we've been yes. chatting about when we um, decide to press record. That's why I'm, I'm, Alex and I aren't in the same room together because mm. uh, um, I, I'm staying um, at least 267 meters away from any other human <laughs> being now. It's quite specific, isn't it? Well, I actually just got a <laughs> – I mean, not that we should talk about the coronavirus, but – just no, got a message from uh, a good friend of mine in Austria mm. and his kids, the schools are closed. Yeah, really? And he okay. says it looks very much like um, all the shops and everything. Only pharmacies and supermarkets will be open mm. uh, and everyone else is encouraged to stay home. So, yeah, it's, it's a big thing and Formula One races are cancelled. and Yeah, um, it's actually affecting uh, – and obviously all that kind of um, retail stuff has a big impact on everything because it's yeah. people's income – Especially if yeah. you're part-time or casual, yeah, um, employed, yeah, and um, also more closer to home, it's like um, festivals are being cancelled, gigs, gigs and tours are being cancelled. And we keep talking for a sec. I just realised the aircon sure. is uh, not on quiet. Uh, just keep talking. I'll just turn it oh, down. Sure. Yeah, there's um, there's already been festivals cancelled here in Australia, and that's not even like even considering things like South by Southwest being cancelled, um, which is obviously. Big impacts on people's touring schedules. I just mentioned South by Southwest got cancelled. <coughs> yeah, it did, yeah, didn't it? Now yeah. you're back in your headphones. Um, so that's kind of not only is that like, um, you know, not getting a chance to promote your band and your music, and it's probably also lost money on airline tickets, possibly. Yeah. yeah. Com. Uh, and also things like um, oh, tourism lo- in, in local, the, yeah, in a local, local area. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it affects, it affects a lot of things, us. but. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it affects us because we were meant to get a, uh, I mean, it's horrible for us. We <laughs> yeah. were meant to get a, oh um, oh, humanity. one of the new two notes captor X's, but, yeah. uh, actually poor Guillaume from two notes. Um, he, mm. you know, they just released this new thing and lots of people pre-ordered it and ordered it, but they just, he can't get them out of China at the moment. Yeah. You know, because it's sort of China's in lockdown, basically. So, which there's actually a couple of other countries now they're complete lockdown. But anyway, let's not talk about that. This is not about. Um, yeah, but this it does is not affect a, musicians. Uh, this is not a um, a health and safety uh, podcast. This yeah. is a podcast <laughs> about music it's, gear. It's, it's oh, before, the opposite of health and safety. <laughs> yeah. Before we even start, just uh, want a uh, <laughs> big shout out to to Ken, um, the super awesome uh, postman. And Ken just started his own podcast. Um, Did he? Yeah. Uh, so it's, oh, cool. It's, uh, it will very shortly be available on 
iTunes as well. I think iTunes always takes a little while, or Apple Podcasts or whatever you want to call it now. It takes mm. a little while for it to actually register it and go there. But okay. it's uh, going to be – it's already available on Podbean, uh, on a few other places, uh, but it will be on iTunes shortly. And it's called Roadside365. Sure, cool. So Ken does is – sorry? Does, does he do it while he's doing the post? No, 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 no. But That'd be cool, it's, like it's, day in the life kind of thing. It could be, yeah. Uh, yeah. No, no, no. He, he, I think he um, – Ken is a very chatty guy and um, I always get in trouble from my wife. That I, um, Ken and I always have long conversations about everything you can possibly imagine. Mm. And um, he, I think the podcast is about, he talks to um, local people that he think have interesting stories and he talks to them. And um, oh, cool. yeah. so, yeah, so just, just thought I'll, I'll mention it. Uh, I'll put links to it in the notes uh, below. So go and check out his podcast. And while we're plugging other people's podcasts, uh, mm -hmm. A good friend of the show and uh, awesome guy and recipient of the 2020 Super Fun Awesome Happy Time Pedal Show um, Hall of Fame, uh, not recipient, but inductee of the 2020 mm. Super Fun Awesome Happy Time Pedal Show Hall of Fame, uh, Henning, Henning Powley, him and uh, Michelle and the uh, – well, I've met Michelle and Michelle's awesome and Henning is awesome. I've never met uh, Dave uh, Cheddar Kung Pao. <laughs> Yes, the third so guy. They, they do a podcast as well called um, Animals at the End. That's available on iTunes, Podbean, and probably all other places. Uh, so go and check that out as well. Um, yeah, just to get that out of the way, plug all the other people's podcasts. Mm. And uh, if you're still listening, welcome. Yes. Welcome, <laughs> yes. And also, if you're listening, uh, wherever you are, um, if you're in lockdown at the moment, if you're in self-quarantine, if you're at home with your children because they're not at school, Take a photo of whatever it is you're looking at while you're listening to this podcast mm. and uh, send it to us, superfunawesomehappytime at gmail.com um, or go to our social media, find it, you know, you'll find it somewhere and and uh, send us a photo and say hello. Should also say hello if he's listening to a good friend, Adriano. Yes. From um, Mod Devices, which is actually one of the topics that's going to come up as well. But yeah. Adriano sent me an email uh, not that long ago, uh, yeah. where he he sent a photo of what he was doing while he was uh, listening to the podcast. All right, uh, I haven't seen that. So one yet. Yeah, Adriana from What Devices. Um, uh, Hi guys, replying to your request on the podcast. This is what I'm doing. I'm ruining some cookies right now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Alex can see the picture. Looks like bread. Yeah, but it's cookies that are slightly burned. <laughs> All right. Oh, I see. I thought you meant, meant like ruining them, like eating, eating them. Excuse me, eating them really fast. No, no, no. Ruining, excuse as in me. making cookies and making. Them. Sure. Gotcha. And he, uh, you must just ask something about a guy playing in the booth. The um, the bass player. Yeah, his name was Steve mm. Lawson. Okay, cool. Yeah, he was um he was cool. Yeah. Yeah, so Steve, check out Steve like, Lawson. Like, like us. And that actually brings us to – actually, I haven't checked it, but that uh, if anyone else posted anything else to our um, Facebook or, or Instagram or something like that, send us a message. But yeah. that sort of brings us to one of the um, topics. Uh, we're doing a giveaway currently. Uh, do you want to tell the good people about the giveaway, Alex, while I'm um, checking if anyone has posted anything on our social medias? Sure. So we're actually doing a giveaway with Mod Devices because they have a new product that's been announced already and it's kind of in the, f 
I guess prototyping has been done, but it's um, at the phase of being involved in a Kickstarter campaign. Yep. So that means that you can get involved with a Kickstarter, you can make a pre-purchase. And um, so that means later in the year around Christmas time when they're all done and manufactured and shipping, you will get a new pedal effects unit. So it's basically kind of like the uh, Mojuro but form factor is smaller, so a bit more pedal board friendly, and also there's a few more features, a little bit better DSP too, I believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, more powerful. Um, more powerful. So and it has sort things of... like, sorry. No, no, no. Keep going, keep going. Oh, it can be a audio interface, and you can load your own IRs, and there's a whole bunch of other features that um, can't do with the first generation. Yeah, which is it, pretty cool. It to me looks like sort of the interface. Um, is sort of a cross between a Mod Duo and a Mod Duo X. Because they mm. made a Mod Duo and it was meant to be for guitar players and it was meant to be a floor, you know, foot pedal. Then a lot of keyboard and synth players and studio players used it. And mm. then they made the Mod Duo X, which was more, it wasn't really foot switches, but it was more for, you know, hand switches and buttons and stuff. And this one has yep. three foot switches, but it also has a couple of those buttons, which They're are multi-purpose like, buttons and... Yeah, like the... um. Soft pads on a machine. If you've got a native instruments thing or an NPC thing, did did you you, you saw you would have seen it in real life because it would have had one at NAMM. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, it's cool. So it's kind of a bit more, I guess, engineered towards a guitar player. Yeah, this one. Yeah, yeah. And the other model will be more production tool. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, we're doing a giveaway, and it's a kind of short term entrance. Does that make sense? Yeah, it's, it's only till the 20th of March 2020. So uh, this comes out, this podcast yeah. comes out, uh, ooh, Friday the 13th for most of the people in the world, which is yes. today. Uh, or if you're in Australia, early in the morning on Saturday the 14th. But the rest way, of the world, Friday the 13th. So you have um, exactly yeah. a week. By the way, I'm, it's, it's Friday the 13th here now in Australia. Yeah, we're recording oh, on Friday obviously. the 13th. Yeah, yeah. So I'm actually playing at a wedding tonight. Who gets married on Friday the thirteenth? <laughs> some uh, it could be some uh, maybe it's it's goths. Satanists. 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 Goths. Yeah. Okay. Maybe yeah, they're gonna cool. maybe they're gonna um, sacrifice a goat. Oh, that spice things up. <laughs> and then cook it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then do a hungry yes. bro. <laughs> Isn't goat stuff more like Tibetan and Indian stuff? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. it's some sort of. Anyway, let's carry on. I was um, just so- combining. I was combining goths, Satanists. Tibetans and um, Kiwis, <laughs> sure. or or Hangi is Hangi is that a, is that a Maori thing or is that a Polynesian thing? Uh, definitely South Pacific Islander. Okay, type. yes. I'm not sure. If, yeah, I don't know. So I'm combining Spo- a lot of things. But Hangis were good. Great. I've been to a couple of Hangis and they're oh, yeah? fantastic. If you don't know what a Hangi yeah. is, yeah, it's like it a it's like a um, it's almost like a barbecue. But what they do is they dig a big hole. Mm. They put coals and stuff in there or, and make a big fire in that hole basically and then it have hot rocks and coal and stuff on the bottom and then you put food in it wrapped in aluminium foil and then you kind of cover the hole up and it becomes this underground. It's like more like an oven I guess. Oven, yeah, I guess oven, yeah. Organic oven. Organic <laughs> oven and then you leave it in there like slow cooked almost. You leave it in there for ages and then you dig it up and eat yeah, it. It was like fantastic. I've been to a couple of hungies. So, um, oh, cool. Yeah, Ola, the, the girl that used to sing for the yeah. band, um, mm. you know, she, she comes from a sort of Polynesian background and yeah. with her family there, um, 
we did a couple of hungies and they were always oh, fantastic. Cool. The food was great. Anyway. That's cool. Yes. So, oh, yeah. going, uh, so uh, okay, very long. Okay. So we've got the, the giveaway, which goes to the 20th. Yes. <laughs> what do you have to do, Alex, to win uh, one of these uh, Mott device, Mott dwarfs? We've actually made it quite easy this time. Yes. It seems to be working out because we're still new at the whole giveaway thing. Because there was a lot have... of whinging last time. Yeah, because people are simple. So what you have to do is <laughs> just <laughs> insult the audience. Insult everyone. Is, yeah. All you have to do is just write in the comments of the video how you would use the unit. Yeah, so we, we so, I'll put a link in the description of this. Uh, yep. And yeah, watch the video and it basically it's all in a video and all I have to do is, is subscribe to YouTube channel and leave a comment. That's as simple as it is. So no finding uh, hashtags and, and doing stuff, which a lot of people were uh, crying a lot of tears about. So we just thought let's keep it super <laughs> duper simple this time. Yep. Um, yeah, go check our YouTube channel, subscribe to it. And it's a pretty cool thing. It's, it's hmm. uh, I mean... We've sort of become friends with these guys now and we've worked with them for a long time with the guys from Mod Devices. There's lots of videos on our channel. There's a whole playlist. If you go and check the, the playlists on our channel, there's a whole playlist just of all the Mod Duo stuff. Um, I genuinely think it's a great product and I think it's mm. only getting better and better because it's an open source product as well. So um, it's basically a little computer that sits on your floor and you load plugins. And um, um, the fact that you can, with the new thing, you can load your own third-party IRs. I'm still hoping eventually that you can load any plugin, like VSTs, into it. Yeah, that, How, would, be that cool. would be freaking amazing if you could do that. Um, because, yeah, use it as a basically a computer platform. Excuse me, because there's things like, um, like if you got some wave stuff or. Slate things or what have you got? Or even like the, the latest, those Brainworks um, sure, yeah. um, amp plugins. Oh, I mean, being able to use that live, that would be freaking amazing. If you could have like an amp scene, but then put maybe like a H-delay, a Waves H-delay on the back yeah, of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was thinking, yeah. Um, <clears throat> also, I have I have some amazing reverb algorithms that are just, just the um, impulse response. Yeah. And how I use them, they're not actually from a brand like Waves or or whatever, but I use them in a Waves IR loader, like a, re, re, um, com, what's the word? Convolution reverb. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Plug-in. And you can and just, load it, yeah. And just go through a file and select which one you want. Oh. So something like that would be great because then you can you can even make your own reverbs, which would be fun. We should do a video on that. Oh, yeah? We should maybe uh, see if we can make our own reverb and then load yeah. it in and use it. Sure, okay. I think that would be cool. Should we go to like a, um, I don't know, like a, well, a, there is, there is a, car, a car park a, or a church or something? Well, there's a, well, yeah, church, yes. There, there is a place actually um, here in Noosa where I live. Mm. There is a, um, a, a bike path that I go with my kids quite often. We go and ride our bikes along there. And in one part you go, there's this tunnel that goes under a road. So instead of going yeah, over cool. a big road across it, there's a tunnel that goes under it. And whenever we go in there, my kids always yell and stuff because it's a really cool echo in there, reverb in there because it's a yeah, sort great. of long, narrow tunnel. Yep. We should go in there and see if we could do that. Sure. The only Let's problem there is you have the noise of cars because yeah, it's a busy road. Do it at night time maybe, like on a midweek when it's a bit quiet. And all the goths hang out there, the guy yeah. from the wedding. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, hey, guys, good to see you again. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. Okay, 
We should do a video on that because I, I think that sort of stuff is pretty cool and and mm. and not a lot of people know about that sort of stuff. I mean, we've been talking I, about it for I, ages, and I still want to do make our own IR for our speaker. Mm, yep. Um, and then possibly use it at times as well, you know. So we, we make an IR of the speaker you use, we use in yep. your studio. And even oh, make cool. it available for people if they want to have yeah, sure. our sound. <laughs> for only... <laughs> we have three, three downloads and two of them were me. <laughs> three, uh, for only three payments of forty nine ninety five, you can sound as crappy as us. No, no, no. no. <laughs> three, three easy payments. Easy payments, yes. <laughs> but if you order within the next 15 minutes, we even include... Mm. Some steak knives. <laughs> steak knives. Thanks, Tim Shaw. Yes. So, um, um, because did I tell you, I, I'm sure I told you about, we did some drum samples in a train tunnel. With Aaron, was it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So we could even go that, to go to that train tunnel. As long as there's no train. Well, there was a train the day we, we went. Scared the crap out of us. Yeah. Anyway. Was it the thing where you're running and the, the light came closer and it was... Burp, burp. <laughs> I thought it was going to heaven, but it was just a train. <laughs> But uh, yeah, we could go there because it had depend like the um, the top of the roof of the tunnel was basically like a big dome, like a half circle type thing. Yeah, and depends where you were off the side of the wall, you'd actually get either a slapback echo or just a reverb. Ah, so it depends where you stored and made drum samples. Ah, um, yeah, that was um, that was really fun. So yeah. yeah, okay. Well, maybe we should do something like that. Well, sure. Yeah, I think that could be fun. I mean, um, we just have to find out how to do it. Do you use like a like a pink noise generator or something like a blip? Like, I think so. Like a full frequency. We'll find out about that stuff. Yeah. We'll 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 um. Let's not let get skills get in the way of our ambitions. Yeah. Well, I know with the IRs there is um, with IRs in terms of, of for speakers. Yeah. You just there's a certain software and the software just generates a certain noise and then it captures it. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Right. <clears throat> So yeah, no, we'll we'll, we'll yeah, Sweet. we'll we'll do some. I reckon we should do something like that. That could be fun. Mm, yeah. Uh, all right. So we've covered the giveaway. We've covered Go the coronavirus. Coronavirus. <laughs> <laughs> we've covered the uh, goths. Uh, the Goth Polynesian wedding. goths wedding. <laughs> That's a niche gig, isn't it? <laughs> oh yeah. Um, very niche. Um, videos we've done recently. So what have we done? Mm. We've done. Um, we didn't oh. do that many because you've been sick. Yeah, and I think I might have found out why. I think it might be gluten. Coronavirus? Um, sure. <laughs> are, are you are you one of those gluten intolerant people now as well? Unfortunately, I think so. But one gluten those. doesn't gluten isn't that more like uh, as in it it makes uh, your Bread. stool uh, runny or less runny? Isn't that what gluten usually does to people? I'm not sure because my my sister didn't um, eat gluten for about three years and now now she is again and it's fine. But I was talking to her about it and she said, yeah, same sort of thing made her nauseous and bloated and just sort of upset Well, stomach. if it is gluten, then, then then you have become very trendy. <laughs> it's, it's like the… the <laughs> have I? Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> no, well, it's, it's, it was for a little while. Sure. For a little yeah. while, uh, the most evil thing in the world, world were terrorists. Yeah. And then yeah. terrorists sort of, you know, moved to the side and gluten became the most evil thing on the planet. Dun, dun, dun. To the point where you know you go to your daughter's um, um, prep, so preschool yeah. uh, graduation, and there's <laughs> a table with gluten-free food. Sweet. <laughs> I'm going back to school. And a lot of mums in active wear standing around the gluten-free table. Yeah, really <laughs> sexy mums. No. Oh, okay. They're I'm just, out. 
wear active wear. Oh. That's what, that's, when, if you're a mum nowadays, you've got to wear active wear. You've got to look yeah. like you're active. <laughs> Even if you're obviously not. <laughs> if you're definitely obviously not. Anyway. Um. <laughs> yeah, so, so um, oh, yeah, that's what I was going to say. I um, was really impressed with the AC plus plus. Okay, yeah. So one of the videos we did, which isn't out yet, just to it, bring it back on topic, <laughs> it will be out. Yeah, we're kind of we're kind of getting off topic a bit. Uh, so we did cool. uh, one of the videos. We did uh, big thank you to Melinda. I don't know if she listens to the podcast, but Melinda, who uh, is not. a girl, local girl, who um, um, the whole Plays thing guitar. with my parts master blaster caster master blaster guitar, which is actually something we're going to talk about later in this podcast as well. Um, mm. Uh, it used to be her guitar body and then it got damaged and then I ended up getting it. Anyway, Melinda, um, she lent us a bunch of pedals and because uh, she came over because um, she won two of the three Rev pedals, yes. <laughs> which is a bit of was a bit freaky. She came over here to pick them up and um, she dropped off a bunch of pedals because she said, I'm not using them at the moment and if you guys want to do videos with them. So one of them was the Exotic Effects AC++. I don't know if it's mm. two pluses, but there's a plus, there's in a plus like you would use in maths, and then it yeah. says plus there too. So it's the plus plus. Um, plus squared. Plus squared. And yeah. so you really liked it. It was a good pedal. Um, mm. Very uh, um, amp-like. Yes, I know it's a term that's thrown around a lot. But, yeah. Uh, it felt good. That's that kind yeah. of just, just amount of, just a little bit of compression and give in the drive sound. Yeah. And... Um, yeah, it's cool. Um, I think I mentioned it on the video. Maybe my friend Rod had one for years, and ah, oh, Rodo, Rod, Rod Dog, <laughs> the Rodster, Rod Dog, and he was one of those guys that just had like um, he would always buy and sell gear on Gumtree and eBay and stuff. And every time he saw him, he like, oh yeah, I've, I've tried six new necks on that Japanese Strat body, and now I've gone to these pickups and just keeps tinkering and tinkering. And he basically that was like his staple on the board the whole time. That AC, double AC plus thing. Maybe he had um, uh, that double lock Velcro on it and he just couldn't get it yeah. off. <laughs> <laughs> there was a spider on the side and he couldn't get it. <laughs> I'm sure there's a spider underneath it. I saw a tail yeah. of a gecko. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, um, it's, um, it's great because I've never really yeah. tried many or any. No, exotic, many. no, no. The only time I ever hear about exotic is our friend Ben uh, who's been mentioned on the show many times. Mm. He said he has one of the, the Strat style guitars, and he said, oh, yeah. "If you want the Strat style guitar, forget any other brand. That's by far yeah. the best he's ever, ever, ever played." They do look gorgeous. Those things, they, yeah, they look great. Yeah, like um, next level. Like I, I'd put them like above Sir and things like that. What's uh, and uh, I watched a video, um, like a demo in one of them. Is, is his name Brett Brett Hines? Is that the guy? I don't know. Amazing guitar player. Yeah. He's like one of those, um, I think he teaches at GIT. Um, sure. Or MIT, is it? Is it MIT now? Um, Music? M MIT's in LA, isn't it? Yeah, one of them. The, 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 where, yeah. Wherever um, Scott Henderson teaches as well. Sure. I think he's one of the teachers there. Um, he's uh, an exotic endorsee. I think mm -hmm. he even has a, may even have a uh, his own signature pedal. Right, okay. I think it's Brett Hines. What a freaking amazing oh. player. But he has a, a – I think it's a blue um, blue Strat style with a humbucker I'll in the bridge. i have to look it up now. Um, is it Hines? Like with 
Yeah, maybe is it is it that? Um, is it Brent Hines or Brent Hines or? I oh, know. No, Brent Hines from. Um, oh, hang on, let's have a look at Exotic. Another guy, but he's an ama- I mean, f- amazing guitar player. Brent Hines is from Mastodon. So yeah, no, not him. Um, different, different gentleman. Uh, where is it? Did you mean Exotic? Yeah, that's what I meant. Um, guitars. Uh, what's his name? God, I'm, I'm so bad with names. Mm. Um, yeah, that's right, Tim. That's right, Tim. Uh, uh, <laughs> so, uh, John, uh, <laughs> did he have a? Oh God, effects. Uh, you you keep talking to people. I think. Um, yeah, it's always a good way to start a conversation. You talk to them. You talk to them. Um, <laughs> he was on a couple of those, like. Um, Oh, he wasn't like uh, uh, um, he was a guest on Tim Pierce's show, and oh, really? Uh, I think he may have even been on the um, Tim and Pete and Tim show, whatever it was called. Yeah. Um, yeah. What's his name? The Tim um, and Pete show. <laughs> Tim, you know the Tim Pierce and Pete Thorne yeah. show. Um, <laughs> That's what it's called. <laughs> no tricky names. Uh, 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 um, annoys me now. I, 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 when you get older, um, yeah, mm. they they have the most amazing like um, like f- roasted flame maple necks and stuff on those guitars. Yeah, they're they're they're, they're proper. They're, they're freaky. Wood porn, I call them. But yeah, it's really cool. Actually, they do some really cool relic stuff too. They do. They do very nice relic stuff. Actually, well, yeah. that's that his guitar. I'm pretty sure. It was a blue, um, blue exotic strat with a humbucker in the bridge, and it looked f- fantastic. And then he played it, and mm. he was just insanely good. Alan Hines, not Brett Hines. Alan Hines. Oh, ah. there's the music going. Alan Hines. Um, that's uh, it's his brother. H i n d s. Alan Hines, um, yeah, and he has yeah, a okay. yeah. There's there's a picture. Okay, I'm just looking it up now on on, yeah. on Google. There's we a picture of him there. playing a blue oh yeah blue Strat. Um, the soul totally relict. I thought I recognised the name. Uh, he's an amazing guitar player, like ridiculously yeah, okay. good guitar player. I haven't really looked into his work to be honest. He Maybe plays the exotic XSC2, and it's a really cool looking mm. um, maple fretboard. Strat, blue Strat or S type, totally yeah. trashed relict, yeah, uh, with a like a chrome humbucker in the bridge, and I mean he's an. It, it, watch some videos with him. He's a he's one of those utter freak of nature guitar players, um, but just not like a one of those super fast shredder dudes, but just just um, beautiful playing and chords and phrasing and just yeah, insanely good guy player. Um, yeah, cool. And and yeah, that, it looks fantastic that guitar. Alan Hines, mm. not Brett Hines. Yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah, but it's he's got a. Is it the Soul Driver? Is that his pedal? Could be his. Yeah, one of those. He, I, I, I think he has a. Oh, well, I should have looked it up just before, shouldn't I? Have. Um, he had a. I'm pretty sure he had a, a. A signature pedal with with Exotic as well. Mm. Uh, 
Yeah, sole driver looks like it. Alan Hines overdrive pedal. The sole driver, yeah, that's it. Yeah. Ah, and it looks cool know. too. It's that same sort of blue as his guitar, so it must be a thing. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah, cool. Uh, nice. Oh, well, we might have to um, track down some more exotic stuff to um, yeah. suss out. Yeah, yeah. I think that it's, uh, it's generally pretty good quality stuff. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. Just haven't had the chance to no. get your hands on some. So um, we did that. And, and, uh, yeah, what else did we do? We did the, what did you think I, of the py- pyramids? I just finished, actually, just before we started this, I just finished editing the video for the pyramids. Oh, um, yeah, cool. The pyramids is a pedal I... I can't remember what I traded it for, but um, Alex and I, we have this. It's it's only for people that live in Australia. So if you're not from Australia, don't bother because we're not going to accept you. But um, <laughs> it's Sucked called in. Australian Pedal Trading uh, page on Facebook. And it's like a pedal uh, selling trading group on Facebook. Yeah. And we've got quite a lot, I don't know, like 20,000 or something people in there now or oh, something. Maybe- Maybe 12,000. Or 12,000. It's, it's a lot. Something ridiculous, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I traded that pedal for some pedal of mine. Because a lot of times people put pictures up and say, make me an offer or if you want, open to trades, you know. Yeah. And I think I saw it and maybe he even wrote what pedals he's looking for that he wanted to trade. And I think I had it. And I honestly don't remember what it was, but I traded sure. it with this dude. Because uh, I thought, oh, you know, another earth, Earthquaker device and stuff is usually pretty cool. Mm. And I got it, I plugged it in once and I was a bit, eh, meh, you know, we'll do a video and I'll sell it. But then we did the video and and all the normal flanger sounds, because it's a flanger, we're like, meh, but it does the, the step thing yes. and the random thing and that sounded so good. <clears throat> Yeah, yeah. It, that's like the, the intro kind of music thing. I was playing a thing, and at the right at the end, you're playing stuff, and you're just playing a couple of chords, and it just has this sort of step filter thing going, mm. and it sounded so cool. It's a bit like the slicer, boss slicer, but different. Yeah, it's it's like that same concept, but a flanger. So but now I'm sort of, and I've kind of changed my mind on probably not selling it because oh, yeah. <laughs> I like okay, that. Great. Yeah. Well, you should, yeah have to put in like a. What, why don't you put like a um, one of your shelves or something in your um, uh, you know studio shelf rack thing? Yeah, you could have like a whole like like my synth board have like a whole like soundscapey um tray or shelf. So things like that and um the slicer, especially things in stereo, you could have a whole like soundscapey ambient. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm, 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 it's still in, in the making. Because um, I've got, I've got the, know, um, right? so times a, times a pain in the ass. I've got, yeah, I've got the uh, chaos pad as well, which I use for that sort of stuff. Because oh, that's yeah. got some cool stereo effects. And I, I have I've been never, using that. I've never used one. Oh, well, you can use one here. Cool. Well, I used it on, <laughs> on a, on a track um, that I recorded not long ago. Well, a little while ago now. Yeah. Uh, with my friend Alicia. And I had a voice going through it. Uh, cool. And because uh, you can kind of sample bits, so you can sample mm-hmm. little snippets, and then you can um, on a trackpad you can move the sample forward and backwards and stop it depending on where you are on the track on the trackpad. Yeah. And it has some cool sort of tape emulation effects and sort of tape stop effects. Sure, it's, it's yeah. pretty cool. Um, so I've got that hooked up. But yeah, the slicer I, I want to hook up to that, and. Um, yeah, a bunch mm. of sort of stereo effects pedals, like the Mod Duo is kind of one of those, and 
Um, there's a few yeah. that are that are quite interesting. Um, yeah, cool. In, in stereo so effects, I haven't really changed my four pedals on that sort of synth ambient board, but it's still really cool, and you can get a lot of sounds out of four pedals. Yeah, and I'm sure I'm sure you've got more than four to play with and be. Yeah, I have a lot more than four. Yes, <laughs> but I have a problem. But more, I'm, I'm talking about like ambient stereo, paddy type effects. I've got tons of those. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, um, but I've still got the deco, which is still one of the coolest stereo things around and the dirty robot for synthy actual synth stuff and then the slicer which is so cool and then avalanche run which is just ambience so you can get well, a lot yeah. done with that yeah yeah but yeah, yeah so I, I i really thoroughly dug the the pyramids i thought it was really cool um cool yeah uh, just i mean again to me more for sort of one type of sound all the flanger stuff nah but um, just that step filter and the, the random filter, mm-hmm. I thought that was really, really cool. Yeah, um, cool. What else did we do? We did the oh yeah, we did the giveaway video of the mod duo of the mod dwarf. Um, what else have we done? Oh well, I, I mean, I talked about it last week, but I did a whole bunch of um, well, not last week, last fortnight, did a whole bunch of those uh, plugins. Um, oh yeah, yeah, sure. Which I really liked. I might do some more. There's yep. a there's a bunch of interesting plugins out and about now, so I think yeah. might. There's a did you see Henning did a thing from Nam? There's a company and they have a. It's almost like the freakout. Mm. It's a feedback generator, so you play oh, you play th- a guitar through it. Yeah. And but it's it's way more in depth than a, the freakout. Yeah, right. I might check something like that out as well. Um, yeah, I know I've talked about it, but I'd like to do it as a video with both of us is um check out the uad amps because i'm kind of actually this was thinking about last couple of days i think i might down downsize a bunch of gear uh-huh. just get back to what i'm really using cassette four track yes <laughs> porter studio <laughs> well you've got so two now don't you you've got two four tracks oh yeah it's eight track you man. can you basically have eight tracks yeah. You can sync them if you press play at exactly the right time. Yeah, that's, that's how it works. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I might get rid of the red one because the other one's a bit more advanced with EQ and stuff. So The, uh, the Yamaha. Yeah, it's Yamaha, isn't it? Yeah, you've got the Yamaha. I, I had exactly the same one that you had. Um, cool. I'm pretty you sure. can teach me how to use it. Well, I think I may still have the manual somewhere because I think I, I got rid of it. Or well, actually, uh, so a friend of mine. I think I've got the manual, actually. A friend of mine sold it to me. Mm. And then um, I got rid of it and I sold it back to that friend of mine. Sure. The guy who originally uh, – but I think he gave me things like the manual and a bunch of other stuff and I didn't have that at the time and he didn't need it. But yeah. then later on I found it all again. So I think I have still have the manual for it somewhere. Because I'm pretty sure it's that one, the guy that I bought it off, um, an older guy had the manual on USB stick, had a okay. US, like a PDF version. His name wasn't Peter by any chance. Oh, God, I'm not sure. Or Fred. Old- Peter or Fred. He was kind of maybe in mid-60s. Okay, yeah, not that old. No, Not that old, okay. Pete's about 10 years older than me. So sure, right. 50s. No, his, um, and he'd had it for a while and one of those guys, you know, one of those really particular old guys that has everything back in its box. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. foam caps go on the end and you stick it back in the cupboard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And everything's mm-hmm. vacuumed. <laughs> not like me. No, but, uh, no. Crap everywhere. 
<laughs> yeah. And um, so, yeah, I think I might do a cleanse of especially studio stuff because um, it came up because I went to a friend's place yesterday, yesterday, yesterday morning, and um, he's moved up to our area from down south near Sydney like maybe a year or two ago and I still haven't caught up with them. I saw them at a gig and but never actually caught up with them in person at their place. So, um, yeah, he's, he's a drummer, Mick, Mick's a drummer and um, fantastic drummer too. But he's also got a home studio, which is really tasty bits of gear. Oh, yeah? Some really nice BAE and <clears throat> API and... Um, Lots of other three-letter things. Levinis, yeah, lots of acronyms. <laughs> <laughs> and um, so, yeah, we caught up with them and I thought we were just going to, you know, talk a bit of studio nerd stuff, but we ended up talking about parts guitars for half the time because he's got, he's a um, drummer but also loves playing bass. I feel sorry for him already. Yeah, yeah. It was a very highly intelligent conversation. Too. It was like, duh, I played a duh, <laughs> rums, duh, and duh, bass. Duh. <laughs> duh. The gravel rush on my knuckles. There's nah. lots of duh. Yeah, yeah okay. <laughs> uh, it's really cool. And um, he actually has like a um, 62 jazz bass, I think it is. So for anyone who can't see this right now, which is everyone, yeah. uh, Alex was air bass playing then. <laughs> for some reason, when you put your hands like a bass player, you can remember which year your mate's bass was made. Of course, of course. That's always <laughs> that the way it is. Sense. Yeah. yeah. But... um. So we started talking about guitars and guitar gear and, yeah, he's built a bunch of parts bases with um, MJT uh, parts. Mark Jennings. Yeah. Is it? I think it is. Yeah. Okay. Cool. There you go. I didn't know that. Um, But what he's done, he gets the relic, like fairly relic, like so you can see timber through the paint and stuff. Yeah. And sometimes that relic stuff to me looks a little bit fake. That makes sense. Faked. Faked. <laughs> Do you know what I mean, though? Like, yeah, it's it's like a. Some of it looks yeah. looks yeah, it doesn't look too good. Yeah, but uh, I didn't even think of. And, and yours is called the red one, but that's that's that was well, the, a different, I've, different company. I've got though. I've got I've got two parts guitars. So the the, the red yeah. one, it's it, that's uh, the body is by um, Paler Guitars, but yeah, the yeah. neck is MJT. But now you've had it for a couple of years and it's kind of worn in a bit more and it's actually. It looks like it's been played for a long time. It's a, and it's a best neck, best neck I've ever. Um, mm. That's my absolute favorite neck on a guitar. That that yeah, cool. And and yeah, so they um, MJT now. Um, so what yeah. used to happen is when you order something through MJT, right? If you order a neck, for example, yeah. Okay, we work with these neck makers. You pick which neck you want. They send them a neck, and then MJT does the relicking. And I had mine done through USACG, USA Custom Guitars. Mm-hmm. But I believe USA Custom Guitars and MJT have merged and they're in the same factory yeah. owned by this. I don't know if MJT bought USACG or vice versa. Yeah. But I know because I followed both of them on Instagram and I know they're now oh, really? both in the same factory. Instagoogle. And uh, so now I'd say the stuff that comes from MJT is probably even better because the USACG stuff is fantastic, in my opinion. So, yeah, so the, my red yeah. Jazzmaster, the body is a paler guitar body yeah. and the neck is MJT and the blue parts Mastercaster, Blastercaster, Mastercaster, as I always call it, 
um, the one All where I've got the color. body of Melinda. That's a an MJT body and a Mako guitar neck. I should really put the MJT neck on the MJT body, but mm. I like I like the way they are now, so I'm not going to change sure. it. But um, uh, but yeah, think, the, the MJT body. The only thing with MJT bodies mm. is, and that's what the Mark Shipton, the guy who does a lot of the the guitar work, luthier kind of work for me here. Yeah, he goes with MJT because they use super thin nitro finishes. Mm. He says you just look at it and there's like scratches and the the paint falls off, and it sure. is actually already it has that patina on it. It's already you know I haven't had it for that long my blue one. But if yeah. you take if you look at it close up, it has to the finish is cracked and there's patina like in the crack. The checking kind of thing. Checking thing, yeah. Yeah, right, cool. Okay. Yeah, cool. But yeah, what Mick does with his bass builds, he um yeah, it gets gets to it more and like sands it back and um uses like um like furniture oil or something, oils. The body it's actually exposed timber. And okay. it looks heaps better. It looks really cool. Actually it looks like you're um been playing it especially uh, like on the forearm contour like on a jazz bass or something okay and um yeah they look mad, mad. and the one that i really gravitated to towards is a red one red p bass it is that it i think he put a different neck on it and is about to rewire it and restring it or something okay and um I, it didn't have strings on it so i couldn't play it but it was um yeah kind of this metallic red that's all like Maybe a quarter of it was gone. The paint looked really, really cool. So, for me, especially Fender style looking guitars, they, uh, you know, there's this whole thing about relicking, not relicking. Yeah. To me, really beaten up looking Fender style guitar just looks so good. Yeah, it doesn't work with the PRS, does it? <laughs> no, P uh, PRS is a whole different thing. No, and, and yeah, even to a certain degree with like, um, you know, Gibson style and. You know, um, even though like a like a Les Paul Junior, an old mm. like beaten up looking Les Paul Junior, to look fantastic. Like, what's the yeah. brand? The English brand, um, Gordon Smith, uh, Gordon Smith Gordon guitars, Smith. or there's Rock and Roll Relics and those kind of brands that make these sort of um, Les yeah. Paul Junior looking things that are all beaten up. But um, yeah, there's something about a fan, like Strats and Tellys and Jazzmasters. Mm. To me, they just look so much better, kind of trashed. Yeah, with I, that relic look, and whether you like the relic look or not, I mean that's a different story. But um, I just think it looks good. Um, that's so yeah, me. that's oh. Do you so you want to make a you want to make a uh, you want to make a, a MJT base build? I think I do. Yeah. Okay. Um, not that I have money this week to do it, but um, I think that might be in the cards because I was saying to Mick yesterday. I've kind of sold all my bases except for one, which is a jazz bass. Yeah. And um, there's something about P bass, especially for oh, recording. And your, and your ukulele bass. Oh, true. That's pretty awesome. Which is that, I mean, if you if you do any gigs, <laughs> that's the bass you should take. Yeah. <laughs> I took it to a rock gig once. That was funny. Because yeah. I cut my finger on the tip of my left hand. Uh. And when I played bass, it just opened up the cut. And was, uh. Yeah, it was hurty. Because, yeah, you know what? Bass strings like the so, yeah, like rough. Yeah, you slide in. So um, you need flat yeah, rounds for that for the <laughs> authentic Motown and not rough. True. Mm. Well, yeah, I, I thought about doing that. A P with flats um, in the studio could be really cool. Yeah. That in a jazz bass, and you cover a lot of ground. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that could be fun. 
What you need is a mm. seven-string multi-scale bass. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I, I actually looked at the – do you know the company called Conklin? No. Check those out. Do they even yeah. make seven-string basses? No, they make like nine and stuff. Oh, they really? Make, yeah, yeah. Check it out. You've got Googly up. Cockland? <laughs> That's a different website altogether. Oh, is it? Is that, is that related to Grinder? <laughs> I don't know about related, but. Yeah, what is it called? It's C O N. Yeah. K L I N. I N. Cochlin. Oh, is it Conklin? No, that's not right. Conklin, Duraflex. Conklin Guitars. Yeah. Uh, from Springfield. Yeah. Ah, oh, that's, that's fantastic. So, yeah, check out the images and look at the stupid amount. There's seven-string bass there. What, the custom shop gallery? Oh, I'm just at Google Images. Oh, I'm, I'm at the actual website. Sure. Ah, oh, but there's, yeah, I can see some. Oh, mm. Holy moly. How many strings? Are That's a one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. That is nine string. One, two, yeah, yeah. three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Wow. So that's like a guitar and a bass in one, isn't it? Basically. It's a bass player for people that want to annoy the rest of the band. Ah, okay. Which Isn't yeah. that every bass player? <laughs> yes. <laughs> wow, hey, they do some wild-looking basses. Hey, speaking of segues, hey, um, speaking ever, of segues, yes. What's that, like, um, blog? I think it's called The Hard Times, the kind of um, satire music blog thing. I don't know. Hard Times. They make some interesting looking guitars too. They do, yeah. Um, I'm just yeah, looking at a weird multi-scale that's sort of semi-hollow and it looks like it's got how many? one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight strings. <clears throat> mm. Yeah, um, it's called the, the Hard Times. This blog is all mostly um, like about, it's like um, Batuta Advocate or something like that. Nine string guitar. Oh, yeah? Wow. There you go. Multi-scale. Yeah. You're going get, to get one of those? Oh, absolutely. All right, let's have a look at the stand-up models because that's the custom shop stuff. Yep. Oh, the stand-up models look boring. Stop boring me. Why are they boring me? <laughs> oh, actually, headless hollow body crossover looks kind of cool. Oh, yeah, that is 4,698 US price. That's one of the standard models. Yeah. But it, that looks kind of cool. It's like a, a, a sort of telly Les Paul, but yeah, slightly screen, melted. Offset Les Paul. Yeah. Yeah. Um, headless. That looks kind of cool, actually. I quite like that. There's another one in the custom shop with a head on it, which looks cool. Like, same same thing. I don't know. I've got a thing for headless lately. I, I, I don't mind the idea of maybe getting a headless multi-scale guitar. I contacted yeah. Carvin about it or Kiesel. They haven't mm. gone back to me yet and I'm not necessarily expecting them to get back to me. But <laughs> Sure. Um, um, yeah. So uh, I, I don't mind the idea of maybe getting a headless multi-scale guitar for the more, you know, because the funny thing is I'm, I'm not metal whatsoever. 
But I have yeah. people that keep telling me in the, in, <laughs> in the comments on YouTube that, oh, you're a secret metal fan, aren't you? Because, you, yeah, that's some pretty cool metal riffs you're playing. And I go, well, I don't know. Just kind of making it up as I'm going along. <laughs> just drop um, D and just whack Well, your drop, C, drop C a lot of it now. Oh, yeah, but, mate. Um, but because, you know. Real men do drop C. Yeah, mate. Actually, I, I quite enjoy lower tunings now. I quite enjoy mm. that. I, I like yeah, tuning down a bit. Um, I, I have thought about that too, more for like a um, dexterity, pr- like practice type thing, because what? you have to be s- like w- um, f- for like a high gain type guitar with some big distortion uh, sounds. Like multi scale, you mean? Or? Maybe not multi scale, but kind of like a, a rock guitar, like an Ibanez or something. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, just for because you there's so much gain and sustain and kind of noise and everything, you have to be so precise with your you're picking that otherwise it just turns out this you know noise well that's what i do and people seem to like it for some reason <laughs> <laughs> i think it'd be good for my um sort of precision i guess yeah well yeah. i would like to I, i've been thinking if if i can't get anything else maybe the carbon my carbon my ct6 yeah i might stick a a really uh, like a bare knuckle pickup or something in the bare bridge knuckles, yeah Something that's sort of a real sort of modern metal kind of sounding pickup, and if it's tuned down to drop C, I mean that'll do. Um, I've kind of half looking around for like '90s Ibanezes and stuff. Well, the problem is all that stuff is getting too expensive. I was looking at some of the um, not not that old, but uh, I was looking at some of the um, like the Chavel kind of super strat style guitars and yeah, you know, and then you you get some of that one of those, and then you stick one like a modern humbucker in it. Sure, but. I don't know. I, I kind of love at the moment. I, I like the idea of maybe a, a multi-scale and seven-string for the for drop A. You got to do drop A. <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah, that could be cool. Just for you know, when we do heavier stuff like high gain stuff, so you can because people always whinge that you know. I mean, we're definitely not metal guys, but um, it would be nice to have something that so you can so, kind of recreate that kind of that metal yeah. sort of sound. Like. Yeah, something appropriate. Yeah, as much as as cool as my uh, my strat build is, it's um, maybe not the best guitar for that. No, and my uh, P nineties baritone. Yeah, with the not, jazz master tremolo. Yeah. <laughs> so um, yeah, so I was thinking if I can't get um, anything else, maybe I'll do something like that. Put a put a like a f- modern, very tight, very high mm. output modern pickup in the bridge, not an egg, yeah. but just a bridge. Sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'll keep an eye out. Yeah, but yeah, I would like if there's anyone out there uh, who is uh, who makes guitars and would like to send us, send me a uh, seven string headless multi scale guitar to use in our demos. <laughs> yes, uh, feel free. Pro- <laughs> That'll be fun. Yeah, do do that. Um, yeah. So oh, okay, on. so but back to your build now. So you want to make a. Maybe what a P bass or yeah, and I've never really style. I've never really loved the idea, but I think it may be a maple neck too. Oh, I don't know. I'm not a maple neck guy. I think on P basses it'd be cool because it's not like super bright and twangy anyway. Well, I've got a um, I've got that um, yeah Greco Greco P bass that is cool with the maple neck. The only thing is the truss rod is buggered in it, so. Um, yeah, now. that's unfortunate, hey? So the neck is a bit bowed, but... Have you talked to Mark about fixing it, or is it...? Yeah, we tried, but... Um, yeah. 
because it, uh, he said because it's maple mm. uh, with a skunk stripe in the back. If it was a if it was a um, like a like a rosewood fretboard or something, you could take the fretboard off. Sure. But because it's a it's it's an inset, inserted basically. Um, 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 what's it called? Um, truss rod. Yeah, yeah. You can't really get it out. Sure. I just sent you something. Ivan is Herman Lee. <laughs> yeah, man. I don't know. I, I've, I'm not a fan. <laughs> I had a student of mine who had um, the S-style Ibanezes. Like those... Um, really thin. Yeah, yeah. RG series or whatever they are. No, no. That's the S series, this one. Oh, they're more contoured, hey, on the edge. They're super thin on the outside. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. I never liked them. Okay. Um, never got along with them. No, Ibanez, I think I would like... Um, you know, one of their sort of RGs or one of their, their um, mm. you know, more normal multi-scale kind of ones. Um, yep. I tried to get Ibanez to send me stuff, but they weren't very keen either. But no, I liked the idea of, I liked the idea of maybe Kiesel. Um, I tried, I talked to Ormsby as well, but they weren't very keen either. Um, what about a Jackson, mate? Jackson. Uh, Charvel is maybe something that could be interesting. Yeah, that could be cool. Like Especially a, like, if you find one fairly cheap and pimp it out like a um like, like you're saying with some uh bare knuckles or something. Yeah, yeah. Could well, be cool. We'll 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 see what happens and Oh uh, here you go. Jackson flying V three hundred and fifty bucks. Yeah, nah. <laughs> no. Not in, oh, no, no, not 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 into flying oh, Vs. Oh, oh. Oh. No. Oh, not into oh. pointy stuff. Not into pointy stuff. Um oh. Yeah, well, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, I, I mean, I'm, 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 I might be culling a bit of gear and getting rid of some guitars and stuff. So, um, yeah, oh yeah. You know, just what do you? Make room. Maybe it's going around. So everyone I talk to is like, yeah, I need to clean out some stuff. The problem is, I've already, I've already sold a bunch of stuff, and I'm, I'm trying to sort of think what I'm, what I want to get rid of. One thing I was actually thinking of doing because I'm not a strat guy, <clears throat> yeah. not necessarily into strats, but I have. Three, well, two and a half to three Strat style guitars. <laughs> yeah. And I was thinking of making a video with the three of them <clears throat> and then letting the viewers decide which one I should keep and getting rid of the other two. Because I've got an old Fernandez, uh, I think it's 1978, 1979, run about that um, Strat copy. Yeah. I have uh, my Carvin Kiesel Strat copy. Yep. And I have the. Um, Ibanez Fireman, which is the Paul Gilbert thing, which, I mean, it no. doesn't look like a Strat, but it's three Strat. It's it's like it's no. three single coils. Definitely keep that. That's cool. Um, so, uh, yeah, well, that's a thing, but then I'm kind of going, oh. so I might do a video of the three. They're my three Strat style guitars. Yeah. Which one should I keep? Um, that's sort of one of the things. I think the Ibanez, that's more you, and it's it's actually really comfy, huh? Hey? Like it is. Uh, ergonomic. It doesn't look it, but it's the, quite ergonomic. Other thing I was thinking is maybe sticking different pickups in it. Sure. Seeing what it, it sounds like, putting more vintage. Uh, I think it was really interesting watching um, RJ, RJ Ronquillo, who, uh, you know, friend of the show, has been on the show and yeah. um, awesome guitar player. Um, he um, did a video or a couple of videos not that long ago. Mm. Um, he got a bunch of, uh, what's the guy's name? He's a German pickup maker, uh, and he uh, um, 
he also made the pickups for uh, Thomas Blug's guitars. And he oh, right. is, he's, uh, Thomas Blug said he, you know, the, his sort of PF style um, 50s Les Paul humbucker that he makes mm. is the closest to the real thing he's ever heard of any pickup. And I can't remember what the guy's name is, but it's a German guy. Anyway, so he sent um, RJ a bunch of pickups. And he did a video cool. uh, where he had in one of his strats they have fifty style pickups, yeah. And the other uh, strat it's sixty style pickups, the more Hendrixy kind of thing. Uh. And I found I much 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 preferred the sound of the fifty style, which is a, sure. a warmer, rounder, um, bit fatter almost sound than the sixties. The sixties are thinner and and brighter, more jangly. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm thinking maybe I should try some fifty style pickups. But then I'm thinking which guitar, but maybe I should keep my Fireman as a my Strat style guitar, even though it doesn't look sure. anything like a Strat. Ah, don't, and get rid of the um, Fernandes and get rid of the um, the Carvin, Kiesel Carvin. Well, I think get rid of the Carvin only because it's probably not as collectible as the other two for a start. Well, I've been trying to sell it. It's been at the music shop for like six months. Okay. No one's bought it yet, so... Okay. <laughs> if anyone out there yeah. wants to buy a one-piece walnut body Strat-style carbon bolt T, as they're called, so it's a it's mm. a uh, tremolo. It's got a Wilkinson tremolo. Um, uh, I think it's a ten-inch, no, twelve-inch radius ebony fretboard, matching like it's, headstock. It's a lovely guitar, but it's just not as like you as the others. I don't, I don't think. Yeah. Well, I've been like, that's the one I've been trying to sell. Sure. Okay. And do you actually use a Fernandez? Uh, well, that's the thing. I don't necessarily use either of them, the Fernandez or the. There you go. There's your answer. <laughs> well, I don't really use. Well, that's what I mean. I don't necessarily use a Fernandez or the Fireman. Yeah, we'll get flip both of them. Well, that's what I was going to say. That's that's yeah. exactly what I was saying. So, I, but yeah. I would like to maybe keep one Strat style guitar. So that's why I was thinking of maybe doing a video. Mm. Of those three, and let people decide which one they think I should keep, and I'll sell, try to sell the other two. Yeah, yeah, cool. Because I don't really play yeah. any of them because I'm not necessarily into that sound, and I think to me the Jazzmaster gets the same sort of sound as a Strat. I, I mean, I, 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 and and a lot of people think I'm weird, but which mm. I mean for many reasons, but um, to me the in between sounds. They're the ones yeah. I like the least. Sure. Um, I just don't know. I just don't get those sounds. To me, the, right. the, I just don't like them. Yeah. And the bridge and the neck on a Strat, to me, the a Jazzmaster sounds like it, but it's a fatter, much nicer sound. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm, I can get pretty much Strat sort of sounds out of Jazzmasters, but sure. I like them better. Yeah. The jangly single core thing. Well, it was funny. I, I yeah. played in this Red Hot Chili Peppers tribute band for a while. Mm. And you did sound for it once. And I had people come up to me saying, oh, you used the Jazzmaster for all of it instead of a Strat. But it sounded just like the, the Strat. Yeah. But it's just beefier, you know, and because I don't have four Marshall stacks, you know, turned to as loud as it goes on a massive massive stadium stage like like they do, you know. 
um, that's how you get that sound. But <laughs> not on a normal level. Totally, yeah. Because <laughs> you've got, got the punch and the weight from the power amp doing its thing. And... Which, but yeah, in a, on normal, you know, under quotation mark, normal levels of guitar playing, to me, <laughs> the Jazz Master gives you that sound. More pedestrian levels. But at pedestrian levels, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, totally. Um, well, well, then, yeah. If uh, I'm in the same place, if I'm not using it, if I don't love it, and it's no like sentimental value, or doesn't actually do anything visually or sonically. Well, I love to, I love the Feynman visually. That's yeah, I absolutely great. love it visually. Me too. That's, I think it's great. To me, that's, that's one of my favorite looking guitars. I always it's wanted it's sort of in my bucket list. I always wanted an Iceman. And I mean, it's the same, just oh, upside yeah. down. But um, sure, yeah. Iceman is one of my favorite. I, I love the look of those guitars. Absolutely love them. Um, but yeah, cool. I don't know. I just never use Strat style guitars. It's not yeah, something okay. I use. So um, uh, Yeah, I don't really have like, um, again, like might get one for personal, you know, noodling, but I don't really have anything like high gainy or Ibanez or with Floyd Rose because I just don't really gravitate towards those sounds. Yeah, yeah, and, and that, but I mean, I would okay. like something like that for the, for here, you know, and to have something sure. for videos as well. That's why I'm sort of looking towards that, that maybe yeah. getting that. And um, yeah. I, I can get with that telly, the Tompkins one. You can get pretty punchy rock sounds from from a telly too. Yeah, well, so, tellies are good for that. Yeah, yeah, it's not like I'm, you know, just playing jangly, you know, you are back a bit Beatles sounds. <laughs> you are, you are, you are, but that's a different story. Yeah, um, so. Yeah, yeah, so that's maybe something coming up, and uh, we might have an MJT bass project video coming up. Might be cool. Um, what else was there? Anything else we were going to talk about? Probably, but I've forgotten now. Uh, my do- my dog's over in the corner chasing a tail around around. Well, that's always that's a good, that, that's that's a good thing noise to talk you, about. The noise you can hear. Um, yeah. So okay. So I guess on that note. Um, mm. Uh, don't forget the uh, the mod devices mod dwarf giveaway. So just go. There's, there'll be a link below. Um, go and check um, the video and leave a comment under the video uh, with why uh, why you want it and what you would do with it. Um, there's been some mm. kind of pretty funny comments actually. So I don't know yeah. if, if we're gonna now. Yeah. Are we just gonna randomly pick someone, or are we gonna pick someone by the funniest or most interesting response? No, I think we're just gonna randomly pick someone. Random, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, so you know, do a random number generator thing and just pick someone. Um, yeah, but I, I think it's a it's going to be a really cool thing when it comes out. So I mean, it's a Kickstarter campaign. They're still, and mm. I think because the Kickstarter they funded it and they've gone so far over it. Yeah, it's definitely happening. Each yeah. extra stage, there's extra things they're putting into it. You know, they're always doing the. You know, oh, really? they want an X amount. They've reached it. Now if they get sure. X plus one. Uh, or Y amount, you know, then they get mm. to add something else to it. If they get Z amount, um, they add then something else to it. So there's always extra letters. things that are being added to it. Um, and I think it's just yeah, cool. getting better and better and better. Yeah, uh, totally. Because um, I think the interface of- is something that was later added later, that it's an interface. I think that was something added ah, because of the sure. extra funding. Okay, cool. Yeah. There you go. Because it's an audio interface as well. Mm. Yep. Very nice. Well, yeah, get onto that. Go watch the video and comment on that to be in the running. I wonder actually with the audio interface with it, yeah. will you be able to record in stereo? As in, will it be stereo interface? You know what I mean? Because some interfaces, like you plug in some of the, um, uh, you know, like the Zoom stuff, which is also, I mean, it's cheap, but that's also yeah. an interface. But it, it's if you record it 
via the interface bit, it's a mono signal. But if you record it via the, the stereo outputs going into a different oh, interface, you can record like stereo. like delays in stereo and yeah, stuff? Yeah, so can you actually, yeah, sure. if you use it as an interface, will you be able to use it in stereo? I don't know. Because that's one of the things with the Modua to me that you have this, I mean, it's ultimate, it's I guess not necessarily true stereo, but it's it's dual mono. Or maybe it is true stereo in some cases. Some yeah, cases, I guess, I guess it's true stereo, yeah. Depends on the oh, like the chorusing effect stereo. Yeah, so yeah. That, that, yeah, we used so, it the other day. So, yeah, yeah, that digital dimensions yeah. thing. Yeah. So um, it'd be interesting to see if it does that. Because, I mean, if it does that for recording at home, that's, I mean, awesome. Because, mm, yeah, you know, you just plug your guitar straight in, you have insanely good stereo effects. Yep. Um, or you just plug a MIDI keyboard into it and use it as a keyboard thing. I mean, it's 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 it's. I think it's a great product, but that's just me. It's very cool. Very very cool. Um, okay, cool man. Well, um, on that note, I might have to go get ready for my goth wedding soon, <laughs> and uh, find some clothes and iron them because that's the only time I find the iron is when I'm going to a wedding gig. Ah, and, you iron um, stuff. Yeah, just for wedding gigs. <laughs> it's funny when, um, I mean, <laughs> side note, when I did this yeah. tour with um, a few years ago where I was the opening act, part of the opening act for Leo Sayer. Yeah. All the guys are playing a band with Leo Sayer. So they're, they're sort of well-seasoned musicians and, and you know, towards the higher up in the list of, of Australian studio and touring musicians. They're quite well-known guys and, and they've done mm. a lot. And it's funny, they were, they were all doing the thing um, – uh, um, when they first get, when we first got to this, to wherever we were playing, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Usually theaters. It was sort of a theater tour we were doing, right? Which is awesome, actually, because um, yeah. the sound was always really nice, and and they had big backstage areas because I guess it's geared for big theater productions and stuff like that. But they would always um, find a chair, put all their clothes over the back of the chair, and then sit on the chair always. And they would always say that's the, they're ironing the clothes for the gig. Oh, sure. <laughs> <laughs> Just by, yep. by leaning back on their pants and the shirt they were wearing for the night. Yeah. <laughs> and these, you know, that's se- well seasoned musicians. They know what they know what they're doing. So totally. Yeah. If you're on tour and you want to iron your clothes, uh, as soon as you get to the place backstage, put it over the back of your chair. And then just sit on the chair until you're going onto stage, and it'll be nicely ironed. <laughs> Wait until sound check, then get up. <laughs> exactly. So uh, on that note, thank you so much for listening. Um, we'll be back in two weeks for another podcast, um, possibly yes. with a guest next time. I'll see if I can line up Mike um, from China Guitar Skeptic. We've been yeah, cool. wanting to do or CGS. Yep, sounds good. Sorry, you were saying what? I'll, go, I'll mention it after we finish. Okay, cool. Uh, cool. See if we can hook him up because um, we've been talking to him about it for a while. Um, and uh, it'd be fun to have a chat with Mike. I haven't actually had a chance to, to catch up with him for a little while. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. And uh, thank you so much for listening. Stay safe. Uh, you know, stay away from people with snotty noses and uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, smelly bottoms. Yeah, well, hopefully everyone's all right. And uh, yeah, thanks for listening and see you soon. Catch you around. Bye.